It is 24 minutes after the hour here on the Drive at Large radio show. Is this Steely Dan? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it's the Bee Gees. Oh, Jim Gannett here showing a little... Uh, He's going to show you a few disco moves there from the 1970s. Here, let me help you out with this. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There you go. See? No Facebook Live. No disco. No, no Facebook Live? No disco. Oh, come on. Every white guy in the world has done that. You know, that. That's right. That, that pointy finger move. <laughs> the only thing we can do. Oh, well, absent, uh, you know, the required quotient of liquid rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Gaudet's in the house. He came in early to rescue me. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> So, um, I'm trying to get it uh, to it. Hold on a second. I got this email uh, from a member of the large and loyal listening audience. Uh, ooh, La Socave were discovered in France 77 years ago today with prehistoric 20,000-year-old wall paintings. Did you know this? No. I did know that they found some... Footprints fossilized out in Crete that kind of makes people question whether or not uh, man evolved on the continent of Africa because these predate. It's it's causing them to rethink their uh, timeline. Well, something tells me that these uh, uh, cave drawings, looking at them, um, another nail in the evolution coffin. Anyway, let me see. The first U.S. newspaper cartoon strip was Professor Tig Whistle's Burglar Alarm by Livingston Hopkins 142 years ago today. I love stuff like that. Isn't that cool? Trivia. Trivia. This day in history. <clears throat> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get to the uh, my email. Here we go. Because, I, uh, Jim, I want to bounce this off you, too, because I this is going to lead to a discussion um, about... What police should do on immigration issues, because, you know, there was a a dust up over the weekend. Uh, Apparently, the Dunbarton police chief got a phone call about some suspicious activity. And uh, when they came out, they found that one of the guys had a uh, an outstanding warrant for his rest. There was like eight, seven, eight years old. Uh, They were both illegals. One had a Honduran passport. Uh, Of course, his wife is an illegal the children, I believe, were born here, so we have kind of like a dreamer situation. No, don't take my daddy away. And, um, you know, Police Chief Willard on the record in that article saying, ah, if, he, if that had happened in Manchester, we never would have called ICE. And it turns out that Manchester has a policy in place, and I did not know this till I read about it in the newspaper, or maybe I did and I forgot about it, where their officers are prohibited from asking about immigration status. But the question becomes, what do you do when the identification presented to you is a passport from another country uh, or an ID card? One had a Honduran passport. The other had a, what is it, a Mexican federal ID card or something like that. So they don't have state driver's licenses. What, uh, if, if it does, is Chief Willard trying to say that if they're driving down the street and they, they violate a traffic law, they get pulled over and presented with a Honduran passport or a, a Mexico Mexican federal ID card or whatever they call it, that they're not going to arrest them for driving without a license or they're not going to report them to ICE as people not here legally. I, I mean, 
And now the state police, according to an article that someone sent me in this morning's newspaper, see, I love my large and loyal listening audience. The uh, uh, state police are now looking to adopt a policy and are using Manchester's policy as sort of the basis for what they're going to do because their job is to enforce state law. Immigrate, that, that's, a, that's, that's not our job. Um, your response? Well, one, I did not know that Manchester had a policy per se. Well, you know, according- Like a written policy or is it kind of like an understanding within the department? I don't know. Uh, two, you're not going to arrest anybody for driving without a license anyways. That's usually a summons offense, a right. summons in lieu of arrest. So you're just going to give them a ticket and send them on their way just like you yeah. would. Uh, well, now, one of the reasons why the chief in Dunbarton uh, notified ICE is because he found a an outstanding arrest warrant well, the, the on someone who's not here yeah. illegally. Well, the warrant's a whole different a whole different subject. If the, if the person's wanted on a warrant, then they're going to yeah. come into custody. Then that becomes a bail commissioner's question. And part of the questions that they ask you to admit you to bail are, you know, or one of the considerations are ties to the community and risk of flight or, you know, uh, guaranteed to, be, to appear. If he's satisfied that, you know, the guy's been here eight years, obviously he didn't respond to the warrant, you know, eight years ago. But you don't necessarily know those, you know, the reasons why. Did he even know it existed? Had he moved, you know, blah, blah, blah. However, if he thinks that he needs to, you know, set a cash bail or a cash shorty bail, you know, pending your, your court date, then the court's going to take that up. And the court can ask and, and should be asking about a person's status in this country because that's a legitimate question when you're talking about their inclination to appear at future court proceedings. What are their ties to the community? What, you know, what is their risk of flight? Um, you know, again, I think it may mitigate that they have a couple kids. You know, I, I don't know how old the kids are. Are they in school? Uh, it was like in that. Saturday's pe- paper, I think. I don't remember the, all of the specifics yeah. of the deal, but, you know, it's how a flat tire can lead to deportation. <laughs> well, you know, and again. And, you know, and, and people are piling on the Dunbarton chief like he's some kind of jerk. Well, no, he's not. <laughs> you know, the court in New Hampshire have actually pretty clearly come out and said immigration is not the, the you know, the, the domain or the jurisdiction of the local or state police. Right. Um, that goes back. Gosh, got to be 20, 25 years ago when Garrett Chamberlain was chief in the Whipswich and yes. prosecuted uh, some illegally, uh, you know, some, you know, I, I know Ava hates the word illegals, so uh, prosecuted some people who, you know, should not have been in this country under the broad scheme of criminal trespass. You're not here lawfully. Uh, court said, yeah, nice try, pretty inventive, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and so. I remember that. That made national news. Oh, it, it did. And, and actually, you know, from a prosecutorial standpoint, I thought that it was a kind of a novel legal argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, they said, yeah, that's, you know, if, if you're not in the country legally, then, you know, New Hampshire is kind of a subset of the country. And so, you know, by, by default, you're probably in New Hampshire illegally. Well, th- this is what I got from our, uh, a member of our loyal listening audience. Uh, I won't say the name because even though he didn't tell me, you know, don't use my name or anything. Um, the situation, I think, is is specific enough that if I were to use a name, I might identify him. So uh, it reads, Rich, I was listening to your segment this morning on immigration with Ava regarding the SNU Center for Immigrants and Refugees, and it sparked an issue I wanted to mention. I used to work for a small company locally that would almost exclusively hire students from SNU that were here on a student visa. By hiring these students, it would allow them to stay in the country beyond graduation, but would also mean that the employer was a quote-unquote sponsor. 
This sets up a paradigm whereby the employer can compensate the employee at below market rates, does not have to guarantee raises, and does not have to supply retirement health benefits. All this does is suppress wages within the company, and perhaps even locally, and allows the owner to reap more profit. Foreign students do not push for higher wages or benefits for fear that they will lose sponsorship and be deported back to their country of origin. The more I had exposure to students in this program, the more it became quite clear that student visas were used as a backdoor immigration vehicle. None of the people I knew had any intention of going back to their country of origin. Universities are pushing for more student visas to be issued because it affects their bottom line, as evidenced by SNU for much of their existence. But should we be allowing for the expansion of what is essentially an immigration program when it only benefits a small group financially in the short term and suppresses wages for anyone else in the near and long term? We want to have controllable immigration and not ever expanding limits on special groups to the detriment of native-born citizens. Now, I don't know this fellow, uh, but um, one of the questions that I want to raise with you, Jim, because we had this conversation yesterday with Ava, and she said, I don't know, but she said that students coming into the country on visas are not screened, and they should be. So from a law enforcement point of view, what are the kinds of questions or things, and I know I'm hitting you with this cold, but I'm taking advantage of the opportunity of what's right in front of me. What, what, what are the types of things that a country would want to know or ask of an incoming student um, to make sure that that incoming student isn't going to uh, fly planes into buildings like 19 students did uh, uh, 16 years ago? Well, I, I think that's, that's actually the first thing. You want to know where they're from, you know, who their parents are, and, and, and some kind of uh – I hate to use the word pro forma, but you know, a cursory background check at least uh, right. to let these folks in. It's it's interesting. My one of my daughters has a friend who is here on a student visa, mm-hmm. not from the Middle East. He's from Southeast Asia, um, and has been here getting multiple degrees. And he had a sponsorship with one of those um, employers, if you will. Um, you know, kind of the promise of a job after graduation. And he was informed apparently, uh, you know, I don't know, six months ago, maybe nine months ago that his, um, you know, they they were reexamining his visa, mm-hmm. you know, or his ability to stay in this country. And so, you know, my daughter is decidedly a little bit upset about it because, you know, she's been friends with this young man for, you know, whatever, four or five years she's known him and um, you know, he's, he's now either got to find another sponsor or enroll in a doctoral program. Um, you know, I don't think this is why foreign students are so much more educated than the native ones. They got to keep going to school to extend their visa. Well, yeah, probably in some instances, but you know, I don't, I suspect that this, uh, this young man is, you know, and obviously, you know, immigration knows where he is. Uh, because he's, you know, he's gotten all these notices. It's not someone who's overstayed his visa and is now hiding out, cooking bombs, you know, or or making meth mm-hmm. and plotting against the great Satan. Um, you know, I think this this young man legitimately wants to stay. So, you know, the 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 uh, email that you got kind of makes me think that the way they have this designed, it almost sounds like a little bit of document servitude, which you know. In some instances, the federal government's actually prosecuting people for, uh, 
you know, it's, it's you're holding them hostage basically under this visa program. You're pay, paying them less than, you know, than the normal wage unless mm-hmm. you're going to call it a uh, uh, the work study program. You know, like you have on some campuses. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, we, our immigration policy is is broken. I mean, I don't agree with it at all. I don't. Well, is the immigration policy broken, or is the enforcement system, the, the system is broken? The, the policy. Is, the, right, the you have to enforce the laws the you have in the book. Right. Otherwise, get rid of them. And that was a problem in the previous administration where they were there and they were basically told not to enforce them. Right. Um, you know, people are, are losing their minds about you know Trump's you know DACA decision, but basically he's enforcing the law. Well, actually, he's not because he, Congress makes laws. The president. You know, doesn't get to by executive order basically go around the Constitution and make laws, and so he's basic. You know, and that's what President Obama did with DACA originally. Trump basically said, "No, we're not going to renew it. Congress, do your job." So, and, and which is as it should be. Let Congress right. fix what they're supposed to fix. Right, and, and that's what, what I meant by he's enforcing the law because at the end of the day, by saying "go fix it." Right. You know, I'm going to give you a stay of execution to fix what I've just pulled the plug on. But right. And, and to that point, then let the 435, you know, folks in, you know, the other hundred, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of come up with, you know, because it seems they can't get anything done. They're so busy, you know, arguing with the president. They're not doing their job. So, yeah, I, you know, I, th- I think the the. The whole and it's kind of like the tax code. It's become so crazy, so cumbersome, so uh, you know, so out of control. And it should be pretty simple. You want to come to this country? You need paperwork to get into this country. We we have the right to have sovereign borders, just like every other nation in the world. And you stand in line. There you go. All right, we'll be back with more from Jim Gadet as we officially launch public safety this week, and what he wants to talk about right after we take this break for traffic, weather, and sports.